I watched. Okay, so it's my. Uh, it was uh, Tyson. Uh, Dyson, Mike Tyson. Dyson. No, Dyson. Uh, Jeffrey the, Dyson. The science guy. The science guy. Bill Nye. No, the black. The black science guy who does Cosmos. Mike Tyson. I'm gonna punch you in the head. Eric. I, Michael Dyson. I'm this. Anyway, he says he's on Bill Maher. Ruth Gator Binsberg is on Bill Maher, okay? And uh, and and Bill is really upset because he's like, you know, let's talk about UFOs. And, 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 and he says, I don't know. He says, and as a scientist, I'm okay with that I don't know. Are you I, talking you know, about Neil deGrasse just... Tyson? That's who I'm, thank you. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised, these apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. So you want to talk about death. Why oh, do you want to talk about death? It's like all I can it's all I can do is talk and think about death and write about death. Look at the last handful of things that I've written for Literate Ape outside of the post-it notes. Yeah. It's all about dying. There's there was the bartender, there was Screech Powers, there was um Oh god, who I don't know. Um, oh, I wrote I wrote a column for Chicago Health about my my brother's best friend dying. Um and then so so what's what's going on? Everyone's I mean, it, dying. <laughs> you know, not it, 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 you'd be surprised. Lots and lots and lots of people die. Apparently, every this happens. Day. Yeah, it happens. Pretty I right. didn't it's, realize it's, it was so common. I know it's just a shock to say, but it it's kind of how it all. Well, e- and the every other thing, chapter of every book always ends this way. Uh, yeah, apparently we're all gonna die. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. So, like, what's that about? Yeah, no, I. <laughs> I mean, it's, that that that. Yeah, I don't know if that's high philosophy or, but I think that's probably what uh, what all the high philosophers were dealing with, but perhaps in a bit more complicated and uh, and higher. What's what's happening? That's here? high philosophy for either a stone teenager fuck? or a very deep eleven-year-old. Yeah. Dude, where's my death? Yeah, you know, I don't know what the hell right. this, this is, but uh, no, so. The, the the most recent death thing, um, which I, I wrote about on Facebook, um, but our good friend Tommy Beardmore, uh, his his mom passed away. Uh, Noreen Beardmore died last week. Um, you know, I'm good friends with the Beardmore family, and they're yeah. they're dear, wonderful friends. Um, and Noreen, and I wrote about this on Facebook, so I don't need to rehash the whole thing. Um, but just I wrote about what a wonderful woman she was because she really was and will forever remain because that's the great thing about people dying is that they can't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like their, their legacy is well, kind I of, mean, well, I mean, you know, there's, there, there could be some skeletons in the closet. If you but, believe, if you believe in an afterlife, then, then, you know, maybe she's in a better place or she is just in a different state of being yeah. the worst case scenario. In all of this, the work I, I suppose I guess the worst case scenario is if you believe in hell, and you know she's in hell, that that'd be the worst case scenario. But beyond that, which I don't believe in hell, right? You know, the worst thing that happens, she just ceased to exist. She didn't give a shit. You well, know? 
you know, and I can make the philosophical and poetic argument that she'll never cease to exist because she's in our memories and our hearts and how her life has impacted all of us. We carry those things forward about being kind and having an open door policy to your house and yeah, that's you know, all a, these that's a, these little you things know, David, that we take with David from David people. when I die when I die don't tell anybody that and if anybody says no Don didn't die because I'm fucking dead that's cold fucking comfort if I'm dead if I don't get you know if I don't let's put it this way like Facebook what's the fucking point of all you remembering my death my yeah, life who I, I was if I don't get to see you do it so who gives a shit well my what fa- a load. I, Yes, but also no. It's not because in the it, it helps you feel better in the immediate uh, destruction of your being. Like if this is somebody close to you that died, you know. Like I don't give a shit that um, who recently died. Uh, what, what that actor's name? Um, Tom Cruise. When Tom Cruise died. Okay, sure. But no, it wasn't Tom Cruise. What was his name? No, it was not Tom Cruise. It doesn't matter. The fuck was his anyway? Like, I don't care. It didn't affect my life. But, like, people that it affects, so, you know, there's no afterlife, whatever. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't They cease to be here. But for people that will miss and that it hurts when they So die, it's a self-centered thing. Of course so it's is. Dude, a self- that's all that this shit is. That's all so really, that, so really, your yeah. response to death is just self-interested. It's not, it has nothing to do with the people 100%. that died. 100%. Yeah. But about what you're okay, and so no, we we talked about this because the death isn't in the mo- in most cases. I believe it's not about yeah. the dead. It's about those of us yeah. have to deal with. We have to keep living. Yeah, you know, and you know, Noreen was like our parents die. Like that's that's part of life. But you know, it was early for Noreen. I mean, she still had a kid in high school, and she had just turned sixty. You know, like she wasn't like an old. Holy shit! Like, she wasn't. She God wasn't damn, done yeah, yet. You know, I hate that. Like they were, No, she was done. That's why she's fucking no, dead. She was done. That's why she's right? dead. But, uh, but, but 60 is you know, pretty young. That's, it's, that's yeah, pretty young it's, to die. It's young. And What'd she die of? Holy shit. Um, well, she, she was diagnosed with cancer um, last Ouch. January. Um, yeah, that shit's rough. That shit's rough. So it's been a weird year for the, the Beardmore family. Um, there was... Uh, there was Noreen's diagnosis. There was an engagement. Then an engagement broke off. Then there's an adoption. Then a new grandkid was born. Uh, then there was houses sold, houses bought, a fiance came out. Like it was a busy, like roller coaster of life year for this. Yeah, maybe for maybe his guys. family needs to take a break from just kind of doing stuff. Maybe they should. They just need a not, break. They've earned like, it. Like don't 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 do well. That sounds like everything they did is something did. It's not like things happened to yeah. them. It was a, it was a result of choices they made. So maybe stop making yes. some choices. I don't know. Stop don't having know babies. Don't get engaged. Quit getting don't cancer. Fuck, don't, don't get fucking fuck. cancer, you no, idiots. The, don't. That, see, that's the only thing in there that was not choice. I bought a house. I got engaged. I got unengaged. <laughs> no, I'm not saying those are that, bad this things. Is this is all choice based. Like, right, so. Yeah, but these are like big life things. It's just been it's been a year. It's been big. It's been a lot um, of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I just I've. How's he handling it? I I mean I I'll see them. We're recording this on a Wednesday. I'm going down to, to Lafayette um, for the viewing and funeral on uh, to tomorrow. So I'll see everybody there. And from what I can tell, everyone's handling it as well as they should be. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, the first few weeks of death of losing somebody is weird. You're kind of in this like weird, like. S- nebulous zone of yeah, feelings and emotions. Kind of, and it's like once yeah. everything calms down, when the visits stop coming and the reality of the new normal sets in with yeah, of this person, no not your casserole. life. Right. Yeah, when, and no right. Casserole. When the casseroles run out. Yeah. Yeah. You go, Oh, 
And then it gets weird, and then it gets hard, and then I think it's just getting used to not having your mom around. You know, yeah. like I don't, I have no idea what that's like, and I hope to not know for a very long time. Knockwood, same for a with while, you. But, you know, yeah. well, you know, it's one of the things that, and, and it, and you know, you and I have talked, we have had this conversation on different levels. Is like I, I just have a different approach toward death um, and loss, and I know that the thing is, I've pretty well accepted loss. That loss is going to happen in in my life and in the lives around me. I know that that's that's something I've kind of come to grips with, and I'm not afraid of death, and I'm not afraid of the death of the people I love. Um, I'm just aware of it, and I, it's one of those things where I guess this does get to the philosophical or maybe the poetic. Is you know, it's sort of like, all right, let me give you, let me see if I can come up with a pretty good example. Um, I really love my iPad. I love it. <laughs> I, I use it. I use my iPad a lot. I like my iPad, but I know, I know <laughs> fundamentally that at some point my app, iPad's going to break. It's just going to cease working, right. and I will no longer have this iPad, and it will break my heart. It will make me unhappy. I will be sad because I will have suffered the loss of this iPad. Of course. If, however, in, in the pursuit of not having it break down, I never used it, if I never used it because I just didn't want it to break... Mm-hmm. What's the fucking point of having a goddamn right. iPad in the first place? Yeah. And so what I would say when it comes to my mom, as an example, I don't want my mom to die, but I know eventually she will. So I'm, I want to, I want to use her. I want to call her all the time. I want to see her when I can. I yeah. want to let her know that I love her. I want to hear her voice of inspiration and silliness whenever I can, as much as possible, mm-hmm. so that when she finally does pass on, I can say, I fully used. This iPad called Mom. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like that's like a, a Gen Z version of the Giving Tree. There you go. It's, yeah, there you go. It's the Giving idea. Tablet. Uh, the Giving, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 you're you're spot on. It's that whole like you know, say I love you to those you love today because tomorrow's promise to no one. And, you know, it's all that that coffee cup. Yeah. Distressed yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't bullshit. Take, I can't but handle that, that, but that, some of that pottery stuff barn is, bullshit. But, uh, but there's yeah, there's but there's it, nuggets of truth to it. Like oh, yeah. seriously, don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. Okay. There's a nugget of truth in that. Yeah, if you said that to me when I was talking to you before you had your mm-hmm. coffee and you said it like that, I would smack you upside the head with the coffee cup. If I ever say that to you, it's a yeah. cry for help. That's my suicide okay. note. I want that somebody to kill me. <laughs> This is like my version okay. of death by cop, you know? Like, <laughs> All right, it'll be death by cup. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, walked right into that horrible You did. You opened the door. You opened the door, and I. what am I supposed to do? Not say it? I yeah, had to say no, it. I, so. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, you know, getting getting use out of people and using them while they're around, because once they're gone, they're gone, and that's it, and then you don't yeah. have those chances anymore. And I, you know, building on your analogy of mom as an iPad... Mom is also a really nice couch in a formal living room. Sure. Don't put I've never plastic. had a formal living room. Don't, it's because yeah, you're poor. But, you, but try and imagine that you have like a little okay. bit of money in your life. You, I will imagine if there had yeah. been any cash yeah. anywhere in my life, there would have been a, for, Just, can you a imagine formal like a, dining. Like you a couple formal quarters? dining room or a formal living formal room? Living formal living room. Living, Formal Which living room. Which is usually room. off from the formal dining so room. So what, 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 what's the difference between a, a, a <laughs> formal living room and an informal living room? And then we'll get to your analogy of the couch. Uh, yeah. So, if, so 
what's the difference between a formal living room and just a regular living room? Yeah, like a fucking living room. room Most normal people without fucking furrier cash running through their fucking uh, veins. Oh, man, we had furrier cash. We had bootlegging cash. We had prostitute cash. And you had had the fucking, you had a a formal We were the Jewish mob of Beverly. I mean, that's... I knew that. So what's the... You lived in Beverly? That's where my family... Yeah, I mean, the South Side. Like, my grandfather grew up in Englewood. Um, then they grew up South Shore. They had businesses in Beverly. Yeah. So you know Mother Macaulay? I'm pretty sure she's my aunt or something. No, you know yeah. you know the high school. The Mother Macaulay High School. Yeah. You I do. do. Yes, you, I you, do. Yes. Okay. Why? All right. Because you, know, you know I was the, the 99th Street Summer... The, the 99th Street summer theater musical director for about six I years did not know that that is so funny that we've never made that connection but oh, yeah that's, that's how i know beverly oh, that's funny. It, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i directed all kinds of shit there and and, and stuff that uh, nobody in beverly liked i'm sure they didn't like it yeah no i, I will say it was like pat pat hands would push for things like anything goes right and and you know charlie's aunt or some bullshit like right, that right. and i always put i always push for things like uh city of angels just david Pirates of Penzance, <laughs> you know yeah. uh I, I push for into the woods sure. you know and we and she'd do them but yeah. the, they they always lost money and every year she'd say yeah we're not doing one of your experimental things because we always lose money we, we always did see one more of my uh, more like yeah, musicals like Annie well that, that's what the thing is wants to see where 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 the ball got dropped was I wanted to do Little Shop of Horrors and there was no fucking way she was going to do Little Shop of Horrors that's where the line was yeah with apparently that was okay. the line and part of the discussion now granted this is Beverly. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know Beverly apparently pretty well because you know that's where your family's from. And one of their biggest issues is that the chorus in Little Shop of Horrors yeah. are three black women. Right, that's problematic. And the and part of well, no, it's not problematic. But part of the discussion for old school was, Beverly, it might be. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Is part of the discussion from the old crowd was, what if we don't get three black women? Can we cast white women in those roles? And I was like, no, you can't. Yeah, right. Are you fucking crazy? And then I explained to them that I had seen a, a Jewish. This was a Jewish uh, junior high school, a Jewish junior high school that did the Whiz. Oh god! Without a single oh, black kid, no. without a single black kid in the whiz, it was the most surrealistic oh. thing I've ever seen in my life. Was a bunch of white Jewish oh. kids doing ease on down the fucking road. There was just nothing right about it, and it was so bizarre. Meanwhile, Englewood High is doing a all black cast version of Fiddler on the Roof, which I th- you know I think <laughs> is going to be. No, that's problematic, that's too. Problematic. That's that's a that's a real problem. I, I was, was going to go, wait a minute, they're black. That's a, No, that's really not okay. That's really... Because, and the thing Although about it is, I would pay big money to see a they double do, feature of those two well, I say, shows. You could do an, you could do an all-black version of the producers, because the fact that they're yeah. Jewish is sort of incidental. Right. I mean, it, it wouldn't have as much impact with Springtime for Hitler, but it's incidental. But the fact is... Fiddler on the Roof is entirely about Jewish culture. I yeah. mean, that's the whole fucking right. musical is about Jewish culture. You cannot, like, have an all-Asian cast and not have it be, <laughs> right. what the fuck are you doing? It's like uh, if Crazy you know, Rich Asians, the soundtrack was cast entirely to klezmer music. It's yeah. Like, it doesn't it's like work. The, the, it doesn't it's like, fit. you know, and it's not even cultural appropriation. It's just, like, it's, stupid choices, yeah. <laughs> man. Speaking of stupid choices, tell me about this formal living room. So, the a regular living room 
Uh, it can be also known as a den or family room. That's where most things happen. That's where the TV watching so wait, happens. So the That's... regular living room can yeah. be a den? Sure, yeah, it's just yeah, a living a room, man. Yeah, family room. No, we don't call it the den. 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 Nobody. Nobody with. Nobody without money has a den. They have a living room. Who calls it a den? But a rich person. I've always figured that a den and living room, and family room were interchangeable. Like that's that's the room where your fish tank is. You've got your aquarium there. You've got your. That's where the cable is. Your what cable box. What fucking living room? If you li- who has a fish tank in the a living room? The drop down disco ball. What do you mean? The massage chair. The the sharper image. Massage yeah, this chairs. is where. Yeah, this is that's, just where that's the, for the, the den because the this formal is where living the class room, difference. Like just you, completely you can't have chairs that plug in in your formal living room. Like, ew. Ew. So the formal living room is where, like, when you have every over. room should have a chair you plug in. Every room should have a foot massager and a fucking chair massager. Yeah. Every room. Okay. And if you're smart, there's a cooler right next to it filled oh. with Pabst Blue fucking ribbon. Oh, I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Clutching my pearls. <sighs> you understand that right now at this moment, I'm the cast of Living Single and you're the cast of Friends. You understand that? Uh, and I'm not black. Could I be more happy about that? That's a Friends. Nice Chandler. No, that Jim. was good. That yeah. was a good Chandler. That was good. That was a good Chandler <laughs> being uh, reference. That was that was very that was very uh, very good. Yeah. Um, all right. So but yeah, that's the formal so, living room. It's like weird. Like when right. you have company. You know, like that's right. where you go, and it's like you can't play in the formal living room because that's that's for nice days and nice people. So you can jerk off in the den, but yes. not in the formal living room. Yeah, a den, the Jeffrey Tubin, the the family room, all yeah, they, they do it. The, yeah. Okay, all right. So now let's go with the couch analogy. It's not an iPad, your mom's so couch. It's a couch in the formal living room with plastic on it. Your to mom. Protect yeah, like that's what you want to get use out of your mom. Like, what is the point of having a really nice couch if you're just going to put plastic on it? Well, to protect it from grape oh, juice okay, and tears okay, and the dog and people sitting on it, and ruining it, and hair and dirt and dust. And well, then don't buy a nice fucking couch because the plastic on the couch makes it look really gross and cheap, like it belongs in a Jeffrey Tubin den. Yeah. Enjoy the thing that you have. Enjoy the nice thing that you love and that you think is beautiful and that you really enjoy sitting on. Fucking sit on it. It's a couch. Use it. I mean, vacuum it yeah. every week if you have to. This Scotch just occurs to me that this this might be the most vapid conversation of death I I think I've ever heard, and it's my fault. I, I'm not going to blame you for it. I, well, is that we're comparing our loved ones to iPads and no, couches in plastic? I don't plastic. think it's vapid at all. Know. I think I that it's it's anchoring this in in a because we don't understand death. That's why the fascination and the fear and that a lot of people have. What, what do you mean we don't understand death? Of course, because we, we don't know what happens. Death. We don't know what happens to us. But to that our doesn't souls, mean we don't understand death. Well, d- sure. I guess this is so the we have to wonder uh, about it. And if we can bring it down to a base level, you know, also, this is one of the things I watched. Okay, so it's my. Uh, it was uh, Tyson. Uh, Dyson, Tyson. Dyson. No, Dyson. Uh, Jeffrey the, Dyson, the science guy. The science guy. Bill Nye. No, the black, the black science guy who does Cosmos. Mike Tyson. I'm gonna punch you in the head. Eric Michael Dyson. I'm this. Anyway, he says he's on Bill Maher. Ruth Gator Binsberg is on Bill Maher, okay? And uh, and and Bill is really upset because he's like, you know, let's talk about UFOs. And and, and and he says, I don't know. He says, and as a scientist, I'm okay with that I don't know. Are you I, talking you know, about Neil deGrasse just, Tyson? 
That's who I'm. Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. The yes. boxer. I'm gonna punch your head with a cup. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, yes, Neil deGrasse, DeGrasse Tyson, and he says, "I don't know." That's what identified. You know, the unidentified. The you. The you is for mm -hmm. we don't know. And I can't tell you if there's life in the universe other than us because I don't know. Right. And as a scientist, I'm okay. I'm at. I'm at peace with the fact that I don't know. And I think that's the same thing about death. I don't know what happens after death. I don't care what happens after death. And the reason I don't care is because if I was supposed to know, I would. I, I don't, don't know. No. There's not any way there's not any way for me to know. Everybody that anybody that tells you they do know is, is fundamentally yes. full of shit. That I agree with 100%. Because, because yeah. there is no way to know. You can have faith in something. You can maybe believe something's happening. Mm -hmm. But then again, you can also believe that Hillary Clinton bathes herself in children's blood. And you're a fucking moron. So there's plenty you can believe in and have faith in. Right. But if you don't know, you don't know. I don't know what happens after death. And because I don't know what happens after death, I can't, I can't spend any of my time worrying about it. That's a, I, can, I think I, that's a very good avenue to go down. Is you know, yeah, I let, can witness control it. the things you what control. I, what I know, I know can. my dad's going to die. My dad has cancer. Um, it's been you know like not doing anything, whatever that's called. Um, benign, but, uh, benign remission. Yeah, sure. I don't know what it is. It, I know it's just like it's bone marrow cancer, and it just hasn't kicked in. You know, I mean, it's right, there. Well, it's, can't wait for that. It's there, but it hasn't kicked in. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. do I? And so I know my dad's going to die sooner rather than later. It's right there. It's staring me in the face. The fucking yeah. Grim Reaper is just like walking around his chair <laughs> in his fucking living room yeah. with a chair that vibrates. Does he have an aquarium? No. Fuck uh. that noise. He does have a fireplace that doesn't work. But anyway, it's like oh, a, a, okay. a, decor a decorational. Is that, fireplace, and that, is, that's where he keeps the Christmas decorations. Just stuff. Yeah, that's where my mom put then, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. where mom put shit. Yeah, sure. but uh, but no. But I know. I know. The thing <laughs> You're is, I can't describing your mom's house. <laughs> yeah, I am. I can't. I, I can't. I can't affect whether my dad dies or not. All I can do, and hope that I can do, is hope that I can eliminate or reduce any pain. Yeah. or fear he might have. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yep. I mean because because quite frankly. Everybody's going to die, but nobody should, nobody should live their last moments in pain or fear. Everybody, I mean, there's tons and millions of people do. I mean, speaking of, like, we just ranted, we just listed that 600,000 people in the United States died from COVID. And you got to know, based on the symptoms, that that was one fucking painful way to die. Yeah. I had a guy at the, at the casino who was a regular sports better, and he just, COVID hit, and in like a couple of weeks, he left. He just disappeared. Nobody knew where he was at. And he showed up about, uh, I want to say, three months later, and he had had COVID. And mm. he told me, he looked me right in the eye and said, listen, I, I got to tell you, that was the worst thing I've ever experienced. And about a week into it, I prayed. I begged the nurses to kill me, to let me die, to wow. just let me die. It was that bad. And they didn't, obviously, because he was yeah. back. And, and, and I asked him, I said, so how do you feel about that now? He says, I still wish they'd let me die. Oh. He said, I've never been anything. He's never, I've never been in any of that kind of pain in my whole life. And, and so, you know, to me, that's the thing. You know, it's like, uh, I, I love you. I know you're going to die. If I'm around, I want to make sure if there's anything I can do to number one, prevent you from hurting in mm -hmm. that process. Mm -hmm. And more importantly than even hurting, number two, 
help you alleviate any fear you have in that moment. Um, I think that's more important than than my morning process. I know I'll have a morning process, but my morning process has nothing to do with my mom or you or Dana or anybody else around dying. It has nothing to do with Ryan, my nephew who died yeah. last year. Yeah. My morning process is for me. It's not for Ryan. And so all I can really hope and the thing about it is Ryan died as an overdose in his car. Yeah. So I can pretty much guarantee based on what I know about overdoses and what I know about Ryan is he was not in any fucking pain. No. Because he was drugged up and he probably was not in any fear. Yeah. So I, I can feel go. what... Yeah, as as you know, I mean, as, as my, you know, and I know that my sister has a different perspective on it. Sure. My mom does, and I get that. But for my morning process, what I can say is, I am sad that he's gone. I wish he. I wish I could take his place so he could live out fifty-five years of life. He only got you know nineteen. Yeah. Um, and I wish I wish I could give some of my years to him, but I can't do that. And that wish is an empty wish. Yeah. Because I can't do it. But I can also rest assured. He did not die in pain. He did not die in fear. And right. so I, I can be, well, I'm not happy that he's dead. I can be okay with how he died. You can be comfortable with it, yeah. I and can be at ease with that. There's, there's, there's calm and comfort in that. And I think that that's... Death is a very selfish thing. It's a very selfish thing. I was... <laughs> so the other morning I was in the shower and washing my hair, about to wash my dick, and... Um, I was thinking about Noreen. And what? Not because of my penis. Just like it was just like you know you're in the shower. You understand? Thinking. Okay, Sorry, all right. Two things are related. I shouldn't have led with that. Yeah, it's like I'm washing off. my dick and I start thinking about my well, friend's dying mother. Well, she was already dead at this point. So now, okay, so I'm washing my dick and I think about my friend's dead mother. Is there something wrong with it you? Wasn't, but they weren't related. You're showering. Like, I, it was fine. I, yeah, but you didn't... It was my armpit. You didn't have to... The thing is, you didn't my have armpits. to go to the dick thing. You just said, I'm taking a I'm shower just, and I I'm thought I'm trying to explain where I was in the washing process. So you get the picture. It, it, well, you know the picture with your dick and then the mom is no, not a good I, picture. I, the, the mom wasn't thick. What are you... You're twisting my words here. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm in the shower and I, you know, I think about Noreen and I had like this five minute cry. Like I just, you know, I was crying cause I will miss her. I was crying for her family. I was, you know, the kids and my friends and, and all the cousins that I know. And that, right. I've got a, <laughs> what? you look down at your crooked dick and it started to make you cry. That was just the bubbles and the light in my bathroom. They, it's a weird illusion. All right. All right yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I had this like five minute cry, because um, it's sad. Yeah, you know, it is it's sad. sad. And so I, I then sent a video text to because I'm on this text chain with, um, with the brothers, and uh, I said something like, "Yeah, I was just washing my hair, and you know, I thought about my, your mom, and I was, you know, spent five minutes crying." So there well, goes. Well, it's a good thing you day. didn't tell them what you told me. Hey, oh, hey, I, I was just washing I my I said dick, and I was going to wash my mom. dick, and now I forgot to because I was See, crying about your mom. That's so not cool. But I said jokingly, um, you know, this is like nobody has it harder than I do right now. And then I sent the text, you know, because this idea like people, when somebody dies, it's just like, I've lost this thing and woe is me. And people are sorry for your loss and what can I do to help you? It's hard not to make it about yourself because you have to 
you have to mourn your way in your time yeah. for whatever degree and, and level of mourning is, is required. It is. And everybody mourns differently. See, you, like, I think it, all of the yeah, brothers every, and the... Noreen had eight kids. Yeah. It's, it, it's, They're all going to grieve It's six feet under. It's the first yes. episode yes. of Six Feet Under, and I really love that. It's one of the best things yep. I've ever seen. It's why I think that... I think it... Because it hits you such a... that is a, the, a one bang, of the best pilots but ever it's, filmed. The, it, it's their dad is dead, and they all are trying to figure out how they're supposed to grieve. And then you have the story of the Italian women who just scream and wail and beat yeah. the fucking coffin with their foreheads and like yeah. you know it's this and then you have uh, Michael C. Hall who's all buttoned up and he is all business mm-hmm. it's like here's the thing every death is different Yep. every death is exactly the same right and everybody deals with it the way they've got to deal with it you yep. know there is no right way there is no wrong way they're just there's just did, the way, the way you take. There's just, it's going to happen. And, you know, it's like anything else. And I believe this firmly. And, I, you know, we've talked a little bit about my mom's Irish three-day rule. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and you know, the idea that you can't mourn three, you got three days. Well, yeah, take you your got three, three fucking days. days and then get over it because you get shit to do. Now, the reality is, no. Do you actually get over it in three days? No. Of course not. Yeah. But it also is, it is sort of a, a, an admonition that if you allow trauma and pain to fucking rule your every single day, mm-hmm. then, then you're de- you might as well be dead yourself. There's a difference between like the initial morning of, I'm not going into work, I'm just going to sit here in the dark and cry and go through pictures, yeah. whatever that, and then like, okay, I need to go to work and I'll still maybe cry in my car before I go to the office or whatever because I miss them, but you need to like get on with your life yeah. is what your mom said. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll I, be honest with you, yeah, maybe there's, maybe, you know, I understand the, the concept that, well, we don't want, it's toxic for mess, for men to hide their feelings. Bullshit. Bullshit. Do you, nobody, you know what, when my nephew died and I started crying, the only person that got to see me cry was my wife and if anybody else had come into the room, I would have stopped or left. Why? Because it's self-indulgent for me to say, here, I want to show you my feelings because I'm vulnerable. No, fuck off. Suck it up. And that's, and that's you, and that's fine. If you wanted to cry in front of everybody, do it. If you don't, don't. Who get, I think that's one of the dumbest, like, gross generalizations. Exactly. It's just like, everybody just, everybody just do right. what you got to do. And if I want to cover up my fucking feelings and hide them from the world, then fuck off. That's what I'm going to do. Because I've also known plenty of women that hide yeah. their feelings and don't, you know, that whole, so sh- just everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think one of the things that I still, like, connect with um, with the, the Jewish religion is the way that they handle death. Like, there's the 10-day rule. It's like your mom's three-day rule, but there's, like, yeah, 10 yeah. days like, get it, dealing get with it. it. You cover with. them. There's all this stuff that I'll, I don't think yeah, I'll yeah. ever do, but covering the mirrors and all that other shit, so you're not looking, you're not concerned with your vanity. You're thinking about... The oh, person that's in the great, afterlife. I'll and, tell you what, then the young Jews couldn't handle that shit because they can't even not look at themselves and their phones for five seconds. I got it you. might just be like a general, like when you do your, your annual juice cleanse, cover your mirrors too. Like it's like an yeah. annual thing that we do. Like just go 10 days without Facebook, without social media, 10 days without mirrors. See yeah. what you're like on the backside of that. You're probably, probably a, much be a better person. Better person, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it's there's true. this idea of. Um, you know, the, the morning. I mean, we, I, I, I have a tendency to smile and laugh when I'm talking about something really terrible and sad and hurtful. Yeah. Like, I, I joke my way out of things. I, I try really hard not to make too many jokes too soon because I will miss, and some will be inappropriate. Some will be perfectly timed and just what 
I need or what whoever else needs to like laugh for a moment in these. Yeah. But I do the same thing, except I intentionally try not to have ones that will be appropriate. Well, there's that too. I, I, I go, I go hardcore shock value. Let's say the worst possible thing I can say. Yeah. Cause I don't know any better. Cause I'm a fucking moron. Well, you know, and, but I also have these, moments when I'm by myself where I just I, I am the Italian grandmother banging my forehead on the coffin like I remember when when fucking when Eddie died you know when our dog died I there were several times when I was just I literally like threw myself this was right after he died you know yeah 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 um, like within a you know within the week I was still you know I threw myself on the bed and it was just I just wailed I think Katie was out of the house and I just had the place to my and it was I was alone yeah it's made you sad yeah and I just I totally like Let's go full blown Italian grandmother. But you wouldn't do that in front of me. You no. wouldn't do that in front of me. No. And you know what? But I'd cry. I love in front you. Of you. I love you like, like a brother. But no, if you started doing the wailing like that, I'd fucking leave. I love you like a brother. I don't need that. I don't need. I don't need to see that if, shit for the same reason that I don't need to see Nestor Gomez go on fucking line on Facebook <laughs> and talk about this big, deep, hard story that he's just written and how painful and therapy. Fuck off! I don't yeah, give a what? shit. Tell the I story or don't. Right. Tell the fucking story or don't. But, but dude, I don't need your difference. virtue signaling. I don't, don't need your attention getting with your pain your pain is not an opportunity for you to get a little bit more attention your pain is for you to learn something from it but if i came out to you or let's say that something god forbid not would you know something happened to e- either of our parents yeah right and like death death stops wandering around the christmas stockings or the, the christmas oh, yeah. storage I'd fireplace be- and does your mom it. died. I would be. I would be on a fucking plane, and I would be in Chicago, and you could cry on my fucking and shoulder. Exactly. And totally different yeah. than me wailing like uncontrollable. That shit is for me and my yeah. pillow. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week. It's a watch. It's Loki, on Disney Plus. I'm an I, idiot. Watching- I am watching the second episode tonight, yes. And my first thing is also a watch, but it's not Loki. Um, And this is an unusual thing for me to suggest. Again, very late to the game. My dad loved it. My mom loved it. Said that that I should watch it. Dana didn't really care for it. No, it's Longmire. It's Longmire. I have heard Longmire. It's based that, yeah. on the Walt Longmire mysteries, yeah. and it's uh, what it is, and that's what I like about it is that the character of Longmire is just like my dad, mm. like in his late fifties, and so mm-hmm. it's like watching my dad as a fucking like Dakota cop solving <laughs> murders and being stoic. And there's and Katie Sackhoff's in it, and my favorite is Lou Diamond Phillips is in it because I just mm. I've 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 kind of hit a renaissance for Lou Diamond Phillips. I watched uh, Prodigal Son and he was in that. And I was like, God damn it, he's good. He's also in Longmire, which is one of the reasons I watched it. He's great. God, I forget. It's about a really Lou good Diamond show. Phillips. He's one of those he's people so that's like fucking good. Like when he dies, I will go, Oh man, that's a fucking bummer. Yeah, that's no, and a he's bummer. super cool. He's and then I will so, spend the next so half hour thinking about why is that such a bummer to me? Yeah. But <laughs> you should watch Longmire. There's, there's six seasons of Longmire. It is well worth watching. Oh my god, six seasons. I didn't realize it had wow. Okay. It, yeah. Well the, wow. it was uh, it did three seasons and then they canceled it and Netflix mm. said, Fuck you, we're gonna yeah. do three more. What was it originally so, on? I can't remember. I don't know. Okay. 
AMC or some yeah, Epics okay. or some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good show. It's a real good show. My next thing is also a watch. It's on Hulu, and it's watch Modoc. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's such a weird outlier. Like, why doesn't... First of all, why, does it, why isn't that on Disney Plus? How do they not own... Because it's a Modoc is a Marvel character. Yeah. Why doesn't Disney Plus have it? And, like, is it for kids? Is it for adults? Is it for both? Is it, like... It's just... It's weird. I think it's for both. It's so yeah, funny. It's so I love weird. it. And it's great. It's so yeah. goofy. That's great. No, I, I, I love Modoc. Um, my second thing is... Uh, it is an article. It is in GQ. Um, it is by Sam Shuby. It is called Johnny Knoxville's Last Rodeo. The the under lead is as he prepares to release his final Jackass film, Johnny Knoxville takes stock of a surprisingly long, hilariously painful, and unusually influential career. And what's so funny is the picture. You know, did you ever did you ever get into the Jackass movies? I don't. I wouldn't say that I got into them. Have I seen them? Yes. Did I watch yeah. the show? You know, on TV? you know, Knoxville yes. does the thing where he where he puts on the old man makeup yeah. and walks around and does inappropriate things. Yeah. This picture of him. He now looks like that old man. I mean, <laughs> he's got the, the real deal, like white no hair makeup. with yeah. the widow's peak, and he's all... I mean, you know, it, and, but it is a great fucking article. Okay. It, it really is. It is really... It's great. It's re- re- really well worth listening, or reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My third thing is a listen. Uh, this is an app on Spotify. I've mentioned this before. Um, it's called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. Mm-hmm. That's, this yes, is this is a lot of fun. It's a great episode of, or a great um, series to listen to. You can pick and choose like if you don't care about that song or don't know what it is, don't listen to it, whatever. But the one that I'm recommending today specifically is uh, it came out I think two weeks ago now. Um, Third Eye Blind, Semi Charmed Life is the song okay. that he goes at, and it is is that do 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 yes do 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 okay yeah. all right good. It's so funny because it's basically all about what a fucking dickhead horrible person Stephen Jenkins is. Stephen Jenkins is the lead yeah. singer of Third Eye Blind and the lead creative. You know, he wrote all the songs and everything. Just what a massive prick he is. And it's just funny. They've got, like, the, the lead singer of Eve Six, a Third Eye Blind contemporary in the late uh-huh. 90s, talking about, like, what a great song it is and, like, all the benefits of Stephen Jenkins as a musician and that the construction of the song, etc. But just what a fucking right prick he is. It's so... It's, it's just I like I laughed out loud several times because even if you don't care right. about Stephen Jenkins, it's just like yeah, but it's still hearing, funny like, to hear them like, bag shit on, yeah. on somebody and like all these other like big artists of the '90s and big artists in music. Like, it's just it's like oh god, how does he go anywhere and not get yeah, just yeah. spit on? You know? Yeah, that's funny. All right, my third thing is in New York Magazine in the Intelligencer. Mm. It is by Eve Pizer. It is called. It's uh. June 13th was the uh, publication, Las Vegas is back, but I'm not. What it's like to return to normalcy when everyone else is already there. It's a really good, it's not a long read, but it's a really good little article about Mm -hmm. this woman. She comes to Vegas um, and is not ready for the fucking debauched revelry, but kind of gets into it toward the end of it. I mean, I guess I'll have to read it, but... Yeah, I, I haven't read it, yet. but it, Eric Wilson said yeah, it to us. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I read that and I went, yeah, that's it's that is absolutely worth the read. If so you're not ready to mine. go out and engage in debauchery, why would you come to Las then Vegas? Don't go to fucking Vegas. Just go to fucking Tulsa sure. is 
open for business. Go to fucking Cleveland. Yuck! Well, there's no debauchery there. Go to Vegas. Except for, like, sad, like, not overweight people, but not fit people. Like, average hey, American. Hey, just average we American. We plenty of average American Average American writers. sex. Average American grilled we, cheese after sex. If that's what you, you want. Grilled cheese after sex? Wouldn't, I mean. You I'm, just, you just jerk off thinking of somebody's dead mom. So there's just something wrong with you on all levels. Technically, I'm thinking about grilled cheese. Sometimes a dead mom hops into my head, but mostly I'm thinking about the grilled cheese. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.